Amen. Get your Bibles in your hand. Salvation, the game changer. I remember it was 1984, and uh, I was really excited, but I was nervous. I was nervous because uh, I was getting ready to graduate from college. I had taken a job in Glazer, Montana, to be a park ranger. So I was on my way home, and I was coming back to Muskegon, uh, being a very, very proud young man, excited about, had graduated from college, and I wanted everybody to know about it, so I wanted to come back home, do a pit stop, let everybody know that uh, God has been amazing in my life, and then uh, I was going to head to Glazer, Montana. Uh, but somehow, some way along the way, um, I went to church, and I went to church at New Hope Baptist Church under the leadership of Willie Frank Wilson, and uh, Willie Frank Wilson preached the gospel to me, and I, my, my roommate had been a minister uh, for, uh, when I first came out to Alcorn State University, I, you know, and so I was a partier, man, I used to party, have a good time, enjoy life, I never drink, never smoked, never been high a day in my life, right, but I partied like a rock star, right, and I, I went to every cabaret they had, they had a party, I was coming, whether we was in Texas or New Orleans, wherever we went, you know. I was on that black college tier at HBCU, and we went everywhere where the Greek show was, right? But when I came home and I went to church in New Hope, somebody invited me to New Hope Baptist Church. God changed my life forever. Um, he preached a message, and the message transformed me, and, and I made a commitment. And I told God uh, that day, because uh, I, I did not have a car or transportation, um, I said, God, if you give me a car, I promise you I'll serve you for the rest of my life. That was a big deal to me, you know. They didn't have Ubers back then, you know. So I went to the auction and bought me a car. And I was excited about it. And that was in 1984. And God changed my life forever. He came into my life. He did something to me. And he changed my life. He came in. I believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I believed it so much that I made a commitment that I would give my life to him. And it changed my life. For real. I told him, and I said, okay, God, you've been good to me, uh, but I need a wife. I don't care if she's fat. I don't care if she's skinny. I don't care if she's black, white, Hispanic, Asian. I don't care what she is. I just want her to love you and love the Lord and love me. Right? I said, if you get those things together, I think we can work this thing out. And then he, 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 he reached over, and he gave me Ardina. He gave me a gift, man, straight out of heaven. And it was truly a game changer. Right? It, it, it changed my life. I didn't realize who she was. I knew about her. We was like on opposite ends of the spectrum. So, uh, Margaret, I knew who she was. And she was a nice young lady with a lot of character and all that. And I was, a, I was a little hood rat, you know, doing all kind of crazy stuff. So nobody could ever believe that we would connect. But God connected us, and he changed my life. He really changed my life. And uh, so, and the thing was, uh, she loved the Lord, and I was learning to love him. And she had been committed to God all her life, and she was in the Church of God in Christ, and I was a Baptist. And, you know, and if you know anything about the, uh, the Pentecostal movement, they didn't care too much about those Baptist people because they smoke and drink and do everything they want to do, and they said they wasn't saved. Well, that ain't true because I love the Lord, and I didn't do none of that, right? 
And so, and I knew a whole lot of people who didn't do it. So it was just a myth. But uh, the thing was, she believed God and believed in me. God touched her heart and changed her heart. Right? And, and, and she fell in love with me. And we fell in love together. And we started to grow together. And we, we grew together. Um, we went to Bible study together. We went to YPWW together. We went to Sunday night service, Thursday night service. We went everything. And we kind of grew up together, man, in the church. But it was a game changer. But the thing that changed the game was the salvation. God decided that this young man believed him so much so that he poured into me his spirit. When he poured into me his spirit, man, it changed my life forever. Now, some of you all was on some crazy path. You were doing all kind of crazy stuff, man, and God saved you. He saved you. And the devil tried to make you feel like you're not saved. Right? But I want to read something to you that's very interesting, and we're going to tie this thing together so I can move along. In Genesis, a very familiar passage, a familiar story, I want to read it to you, and you can follow along with me. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. So one day, he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat? the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, everybody said God said. God said you must not eat it or even touch it if you do, you will die. I want you to don't miss that part. Right? You can't go out there touching stuff that you know you have no business dealing with. God said, don't touch it. If you do, you're going to die. You can't mess with other people's property. You can't take things that don't belong to you. You can't walk down paths you're not supposed to walk. Right? But God gave him a message. God says, listen, because I saved you, in the event that you do these things, I'm telling you and I'm making you a promise that if you do it, you're going to die. He goes on to say in verse number four, you won't die. Now listen to the devil when he comes into the conversation. He's having a conversation with this woman. And he says, you won't die. I don't care what God said to you. I don't care if he's almighty. I don't care if he's sovereign. He's lying to you. Don't you believe God? You won't die. Right? So the servant replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. He says God is lying to you because God don't want you to know that you can really be him. You can really be God. You can, you can sit on the throne. You, you can be in charge. He know it. And he know that in the event that you do this, man, you're going to be like him. The devil's not playing. He's serious, man. He said, this is, this is, this, I, we got, I got y'all now. He said, I got you. All right? Then he goes in verse 6. The woman was convinced 
How does the devil convince you when you've been walking with God? How does the devil convince you when you've been walking with God to walk contrary to him? How does he do it, right? So the woman was convinced she saw the tree was beautiful and his fruit looked good and delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it, right? Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. Now, I don't want to get deep into that, but God had given an instruction to Adam, right, what not to do. And I'm sure Adam passed a message on to Eve and the devil is having a conversation with his spouse and he was supposed to be the protector and the coverer, right? And he's let allow this enemy, man, to come in and infiltrate his home, right? And not protect her in the process, right? And now watch the devil. The devil is slicker than slick, right? And, and so he creates this problem, a major problem. Everybody say major problem. Major problem. Now watch what, what happens. At that moment, because she yielded, and he yielded, not just her, right? At that moment, their eyes were open, right? And, and they suddenly felt shame, right? At their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. The fall. Everybody said the fall. The fall. Now listen, the death of a relationship. Salvation is the game changer. All of a sudden, man, we see what happened in the beginning. The fall had taken place. Now, if you keep reading, man, God was so angry, he told Satan, her seed is going to bruise your head. I'm telling you, she's going to produce a child. And this child is going to be devastating to you. And you won't have a chance in hell. Right? Because God knew what was going on. Now, remember, God was there, and he allowed it to happen. Right? And he had a plan in place. Everybody says salvation. salvation. Is the game changer. Amen. Now, God, now the fall is taking place. Right? Everybody's doing their thing. Right? God promised you, and God told you, I'm talking to you. God told you something, and he promised you something. He told you to give your life to him. Commit your life to him. Seek his kingdom, his righteousness. He said, I'll make sure you have everything, but you got to walk in righteousness. You got to love God with all your heart, all your mind. Now, the enemy comes in, your mind, and he comes in, he upsets your home. He upsets your job. He creates all kind of problems, right? And the fall take place. Remember this. God never, ever leaves you or forsakes you. God never leaves you or forsake you, right? And he had a plan in place, man, called salvation, right? And the salvation was to save you or to preserve you or to get you ready for kingdom work. God had a plan and you are part of the plan. Satan has tried to take you out. Satan has put you on drugs. Satan has you do all kind of stuff, man, to ruin your name and your reputation. 
And God says, say, you are the liar. Because I created them in my image. He just needs you to partner with him to fight this devil. Because, listen, because if you don't partner with him, you won't be able to handle it. Right? And so the enemy is coming, and, and all of a sudden, man, there's a death of a relationship. Right? So all of a sudden, man, all hell breaks loose. And watch this. This is important. When you sin, it creates a division between you and God. What you're saying to God in so many words is, God, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me, and I'm going to do me, man, without you. You say, I wouldn't say that. Yes, you are. Because you know what's wrong. You know sin. You you know what's wrong, and you're making a choice that, God, I'm going to do me. Even if I know it's wrong because it feels good to me, I got to do what I want. And then, and we think, I can just say, God, I'm sorry, it'll be all right. But God knows your heart, right? So God uh, put a plan in place called salvation that changes the entire game, right? Now, I want to walk you through it. Now, now listen to Ephesians. Listen to Paul writing Ephesians. God decided in advance, everybody say in advance. In advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself, where, how? Now, listen, Jesus Christ is important. I, 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 the reason why I want to bring this up, because people are trying to push you away from Jesus. We're in a, we're in a day now, man, with information where people are trying to push you away from Jesus, particularly the African-American community. So they come in with this stuff called comedics and the Hebrew Israelites and all this kind of stuff and, and all these things. And I'm going to teach, so you don't want to miss Bible study, but I, what I teach is the presence in the Bible. So you got to understand, they're trying to push you away from Jesus. If I can get you to walk away from Jesus, I got you. Because your power is in your relationship with Jesus. So now, now Remember, don't miss this. Your power is in your relationship with Jesus. Right? And if I can get you, man, to discredit Jesus, if I can get you not to believe in Jesus, all right, then you ruin the salvation. There's no way you can be saved except through him. People say, oh, no. Listen to me. The devil is slicker than slick. And we're going we're gonna to find out. This is what happens. He says, uh, this is what he wanted to do, and he gave him great pleasure. Now listen to this. So God wanted to redeem us. God knew when the fall had taken place, he said, Satan, you are a lie, and the truth is not in you. I got a plan in place that I already had packaged up, man, for my people. You won't win. He says, already. So already I got a plan in place. I knew you were going to get addicted to drugs. I knew you were going to cheat. I knew you were going to fornicate. I knew you were going to embezzle money. I knew you were going to kill somebody. I knew you were going to rape somebody. I knew you were going to do some, some damnable thing because you gave your life to Satan. And whenever you open your life up to Satan, man, you would, do it, you would rape your own child. When you give your life to the devil... You'll rape your own child. You'll steal from your own mama. The person that gave you birth. You'll destroy your own family once you allow Satan to get in. He said, I come to kill. He said, I come to steal and I come to destroy. So so I don't want you to miss it, but God had a plan in place and he called it salvation. 
And he had a plan, man, to save you, to bring you back into relationship with him. So that's why you got to know the word of God because it's the word of God that changed the game. Right? Now, in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, For a child is born unto us, and the son is given to us. But the, go- what's this here? the government will rest on his shoulders. Everybody say government. God says, my order, listen, we don't have confidence in the government. Everybody worried about this vaccine. Don't nobody trust the government. I don't trust them, man. They don't have a good track record. And the reason why they don't have a good track record, man, because you got some people, man, that's in office. Politics is more important than anything else. So they'll sell you out, man, for the sake of a party. Right? So the government, but God said, this government is different. This is a salvation government. He said, this government right here, man, changed the game. Now watch what he says about it. He says, uh, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called a wonderful counselor, mighty God, an everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Now here's what I want you to hear in verse 7, and don't miss it. Right? His government, everybody say his government. his government. Not the United States government. Not Russia's government, not China government, but his government. This is God. Right? His government and his peace will never what? I don't care what's going on, man. God says, I run this show. Right? Then he says this. He will rule with what? Fairness. I can trust him. Who is him? I can trust Jesus. Now, I challenge anybody. I don't care who it is. I don't care how brilliant you are. I challenge you to go in any book, in the Bible outside, to find any fault in Jesus. There is no fault in him. Right? So, and he come, and it's about love and compassion. And it's about redeeming us back to God. His whole mission was to get us back connected with God. So his government, and, and, and tied to him, he said, I don't have to worry about what you're doing. You know, somebody was telling me the other day, uh, 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 they said they was listening to 2020 or something, and Johnson & Johnson came out with the vaccine, and they said in their vaccine, they used fetuses, aborted fetuses. I said, I'm trusting God because I don't trust people who after money. The love of money is the root of all evil. You know, people kill you for money. They don't care what they do for the love of money. And we're going to talk about that. Maybe not be today, but we're going to get into it. Right? So his government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and what? Justice. Right now, everybody said fairness, fairness. and justice. And justice. Carly, here's the thing. He said, I'm going to always do right in my government. He said, I'm going to always. He said, you got, if you embrace my government and you come under my government and under my leadership, right? He said, I promise you I'm going to always be fair. And I'm always going to do right. Now watch this. You may try to do something to hurt me. But my God is greater than. And what you meant for me, for my bad, he'll turn it for my good. He said, I I don't care. He said, now listen, so when we embrace Jesus Christ, 
And understand, man, when I come up under his salvation, it changes the game. I don't have to be angry. I don't have to be mad about stuff that don't matter because in the end, I win. Because my king is in charge. And his government will always reign. And there, watch, he said, there is no end. Everybody said no end. There's no end. And listen with John, John 3.16 in the NLT version. For this is how God loved the what? World. He gave his one and only son. All right, so that everyone who believes in him, everybody say everyone. He's not talking about the Chinese. He's not talking about the Japanese. He's not talking about the white man. He's not talking about the black man. He ain't talking about the Asian. He ain't talking about Hispanic. He says, listen to what he says, man. He says, everyone who believes. Now, read the Bible. Study the Bible. Don't study uh, uh, United States history. Because in United States history, uh, white folks feel like they're superior in United States history. And they make everybody of color inferior. But we serve a king. And if we want to find out his track record, man, we got to go to the Bible. And in the Bible, he didn't deal with, he dealt with people based on their tongues. He dealt with people based on their nationality. Right? And their tribes and their clans. He said, listen, because all of you are was created in my image. Right? He said, nobody's superior or inferior. In my kingdom. He says, because I'm going to use everybody to build my kingdom. Now, this is important. So the enemy comes in and he uses race and all that to divide us. Right? Now, listen to me. It's a demonic force. Don't miss it, man. It doesn't matter whether it's on the black side, the white side, the Asian side. It doesn't matter. Whenever you treat somebody else wrong, you got to ask who's driving the car. Because in God's kingdom, God drives the car. Whenever you see injustice or unfairness, you already know you're in another kingdom. And you're operating from another kingdom. And that kingdom is about it. That's why salvation is such a game changer. Because once you come up under the umbrella of Christ, he does something to you, Derek. He comes inside of you, and I was mean as a snake, and he gave me a spirit of love. He makes you do stuff for people, and you had no idea that you was going to do it or you wanted to do it. But God uses you in his kingdom, and then he says, listen, somebody's in trouble and you have the resources, and so I'm going to send you by that even though they don't like you. Right? And they know good. He said, I need you to show them who I am and what kingdom you are part of. He said, because you've been saved, and you're the game changer. You're the one that's going to change. I, I, I was talking to a, a lady the other day, and she said she had applied for a supervisor position, inspector position, and they did not give her the position even though uh, she deserved it. And she was just patient, and people was talking to her. All of a sudden, uh, somebody dies, and God makes her an inspector. You, you, you never know what God's going to do, but here, here's her testimony. I just kept being faithful to his kingdom. 
So even though you have people that was in the office and people that had positions was trying to block me and do all this, when it was my time, God moved somebody out the way and brought me in. Because, watch this here, because he needed me there for somebody. And because I embraced his life and I accepted his salvation, Everybody said, I've been vetted. I've been vetted. Now watch Luke. Jesus replied, I assure you today, you will be with me where? In paradise. Now, here, this is good. Don't miss this, Ms. Randy. Here we go. So now they're on the cross, and Jesus is on the cross, and he had a thief on the right and a thief on the left. Right? And they're there, and Jesus is the Messiah, and they're there, and, and, and Jesus, watch this here. And Jesus replied, I assure you, Today. Everybody said today. He said, you will be with me in paradise. He said, I'm telling you, there is a place, right, that's been prepared. He said, I promise you today, because you made a commitment today, you're going to be with me in paradise. Because, Because you made this commitment, you gave your life to me, today, salvation came upon you, and your life would never be the same. It's the game changer, right? Now, look at this here, all right? There are four powerful characteristics, right? Four. And I'm going to wrap this thing up. Four. Four. Everybody say four. Four. Right? Now, here's the first one. Jesus said today, salvation is immediate, not tomorrow, right now. Once you accept Christ, it's right now. As soon as you ask Jesus until your heart is done, your salvation is stamped and approved. Right now, it's stamped and approved. And then here, here we go. Number two, salvation is guaranteed. Everybody say guaranteed. guaranteed. Jesus said today you will. You will. Not you might. You will. All right? He didn't say, let me think about it. He said, you will. He said, today. Now, if you can make this commitment to God, he said, today. Then he says this here in third. Salvation was and is all about relationship. Right? God created us for relationship. Race is a divider. Watch Genesis 11, 1 and 2. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same word. At one point, man, God said, I'm going to show you how unified we are. Everybody spoke the same language. Everybody said a game changer. When I, I got to go across field because it's 11 or 4 and I'm done. And I'll pick it up next week. Here's the thing. I want you to get this. It's so important because once I accept Jesus Christ into my life, I don't care what the world say, Right? Once I accept Jesus Christ in my life and I genuinely do it, my life changes immediately. I start to think different. I start to walk different, but I got to stay in the word of God. I got to get to a church, man, to teach the kingdom. When I say teach the kingdom, you hear me talk about it all the time, that, that you value everybody, not just a group of people because they're a certain ethnic, ethnicity. I want you to love everybody. God says, represent me. Be a reflection of me. Walk in righteousness. He said, because I saved you. He said, that was the thing that changed your life. Now you got opportunities like never before to be a blessing to people like never before. Now you get to let the world know, man, who God is. And charity starts at home. This spread abroad. I can't love uh, 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 Carla and then don't like Ardina. I can't act like, and she's such a saved, praise the Lord, she's such an awesome. I can't love her and not treat my wife right. 
God saved me for my family first. And then for everybody else. Charity starts where? At home. And then it spreads away, abroad. Don't let the devil man mess up your family. Because he'll come in. And whoever's weak, whoever the weak link is, the devil will come in. He'll find out if you're saved or not. And I promise you, you may laugh now, but you're going to cry later if you don't do right. You got to walk in righteousness on your job, in your community, wherever you are. Amen. Hey Amen. I got this. I got to stop this thing, man, because I, I hate being over this. This is way too long. Let us stand to your feet. Everybody stand to your feet. Oh, man, I got, I got to end it. So I, I apologize for being over because it's hot in here and I went over. So I, Let us bow our heads. Everybody bow your heads. If, if you have accepted Jesus Christ in your life and you know that you're not walking the way you're supposed to walk, since you accepted him. Today is the day that you're going to make a commitment to him. There's three things. You got to make a bold commitment to make God the Lord of your life. You got to be bold. It's not anybody else. You got to trust the Lord with all your heart and make him the Lord of your life today. So let's bow our heads. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Dear Lord, today I'm giving my life completely over to you. And I want you to be the Lord of my life. Today, today, I'm accepting you as the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm committing my life to you. Hold me accountable for my behavior, my actions, and the love I share with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. If you want to be a blessing to Kingdom Embassy, and there's multiple ways you can give, do PayPal, Giveify, Church Center, whatever. However you do it, it's fine. You guys have been amazing, absolutely amazing. We ask you to continue to be a blessing to the kingdom, right? Uh, thank you all so much for coming out. Uh, you, you, we, not, we, don't have, we don't have you march around because of the pandemic. As you go out, you can drop your offering in the, in the, in the offering box on your way out, write a check. You can do it on Giveify, whatever. Dear Lord, as we leave this place, Never ever your presence. We ask you to give us a strong desire to be a reflection of you. Touch our hearts and touch our minds. Protect us, guide us, and lead us in the path of righteousness for your sake. We thank you. We praise and magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Let's, we got we to gotta go out in a certain order, so Ken is going to dismiss you guys out. Please keep your mask on. Please keep your mask on. Dare, would you give us some music, D'Angelo, please?